friends to lovers, to kisses and cuddles, we are doing it God's way. This, this is Stronger is together, together, Closer to God. Thank you for joining us tonight on this Bible study. We're just so excited and appreciative for you to be joining us right now in this moment, you yes. know, as we're talking about how to be the best husbands, wives, potential mate, or even in the midst of our walking in our singleness, how to prepare for that Boaz to come into our lives. <laughs> and in case y'all don't know who we are. Yes. I'm Minister Vernon, and this is my lovely wife. Anya. Meyer. So <laughs> it's just so great to see all of y'all. Good things that comes to those who wait. And I guess it's been a week since we have, I guess just meditating on what the word has been mm -hmm. teaching us, mm -hmm. you know, and first Corinthians seven has been the focal point of everything. We say we want to start with the foundation. One of the things I remember when attending premarital class mm -hmm. before both of us is one of the things that was discussed was the importance of using first Corinthians seven as the foundation of what marriage is all about. Mm -hmm. And so that's what we've been studying with the book study. And we're going to dive into it in a moment. But before we do that, there's something very special about today. Not only because God gave us breath and gave us life and everything like that, but there's something else that's very, very, very important that we have to do, everybody. I need you to celebrate because today is somebody's birthday. Yes. We thank God for her presence, her love, her beauty, her blessings, and everything that God has been doing through her. So happy birthday, love. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> I have such a phenomenal husband. I, um... All I can say is thank you, loves. We had a phenomenal weekend and I'm just so grateful that I have a husband that walks in God's ways. And I can honestly say that my loves loves me as Christ loves the church. And that that's a blessing to me. So I'm very honored to have you as my husband. And I'm honored to have you as my wife, <laughs> especially on this beautiful day, her birthday. Praise God. Yes. <laughs> yes. So thank y'all for sharing the love. Thank y'all yes. for posting and letting us know that you are sending that love because it's just truly a blessing and honor um, when you can celebrate a birthday. And, yes. And every day is a birthday. Yeah. So celebrate life. To celebrate life. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So birthday woman. Yes. Will you do the honors and leading us in absolutely. a prayer, please? Absolutely. Heavenly Father, we come to you, Lord, just giving you praise, glory, and honor. Thank you for this day, Lord. Thank you for this glorious day. Thank you for, and I'm going to say it, I'm not embarrassed, 51 amazing years of life, Father. I don't take that for granted, and I don't take it lightly, Father. Lord, now allow your Holy Spirit to reign on us, Father. Open our hearts to receive and our ears to hear for whatever word that you have for us tonight, Lord. Change minds, mindsets, um, those that are in crises, Lord, we ask that you come in and intervene and bring reconciliation. Those that are riding the waves, Lord, and, and doing great in either their marriage, um, Lord, or their singleness, Father, we ask that you still come close to them and comfort them and love on them and give them guidance, wisdom, and knowledge during this time. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 
Amen. Amen. <laughs> amen. So I, I hope you received that blessing because this is the birthday woman. So <laughs> prayer from a birthday woman, you know, you're going to get a lot of blessings. Of faith As for coming. praying for breakthroughs <laughs> if it's needed and whatever it is, I'll be calling out stuff finances help yes yes amen. <laughs> so i want you to get your bibles um if you have a physical bible get your hands on a physical bible yes. um i love being in a physical bible and reading from time to time i know we're in the technology age so you can have your app with your bible on there i want you to open to first corinthians 7 and we're going to focus on verses 10 through 16 tonight Verses 10 through 16, and we're going to be reading from the easy to read version of the Bible. Remember, it doesn't matter which Bible you pick, you know, King James Version, Message Version, the Passion Translation, each one of them have a uniqueness to it, and we can build off of that. We'll talk later on as we go through these Bible studies why one of the good strategies to do when you're reading scripture is to look at other sources and see what the translation says about that scripture, because you can pick up references and information that can really help you out and so without further ado i'm gonna let the birthday woman (laughs) read the scriptures to us um and here we go uh let's see first corinthians 7 10 now now i have a command for those who are married actually it's not from me it is what the lord commanded a wife should not leave her husband and first corinthians 7 11 but if a wife does leave she should remain single or get back together with her husband and a husband should not divorce his wife first uh, corinthians 7 12 the advice i have for others is from me the lord did not give us any teaching about this if you have a wife who is not a believer you should not divorce her if she will continue to live with you and if you have a husband who is not a believer, should not divorce, you should not divorce him if he will continue to live with you. And um, ending is uh, what, 1 Corinthians 7, 14. The husband who is not a believer is set apart for God, though he his believing wife. And the wife who is not a believer is set apart for God, through though her believing husband. If this was not true, your children would not be unfit for god's use but now they are set apart from him i'm sorry actually <laughs> we're going to continue with first corinthians 7 15 but if the husband or wife is not a believer decides to leave let them leave when this happens the brother or sister in christ is free god chose you to have a life of peace wives you will save your husband and husbands maybe you will save your wife you don't know what will happen later Amen. Amen. We wanted to read the whole entire scripture so that everybody gets an understanding of what we're going to be focusing on. Then we'll kind of dive a little deeper into those scriptures. Remember, this is a Bible study. So I want to just caveat this thing and just start off with you and just let everybody know this. Um, And it comes from Second Peter's. Uh, chapter 1 verses 20 to 21 and it's from the passion translation and it just says you must understand this at, on the onset interpretations of scriptural prophecy requires the holy spirit for it does not originate from someone's own imagination no true prophecy comes from human initiative but it is inspired by the moving of the holy spirit upon 
those who spoke the message that came from God. Keep that nugget in mind because you're going to see at the beginning there's two distinct kind of commands that comes out. Mm -hmm. Okay. And sometimes um, scholars and others kind of be like, well, you know, the, this was thus said the Lord, therefore we follow that. Yeah, Paul said this, but it's not really kind of etching stone. But remember, the word of God was got the seal of approval by the heavenly father mm -hmm. otherwise we would not look at the bible as it is you know and so keep that in mind okay um also as we get into these discussions and topics and talking about this is that um romans 15 4 from the, tr the passion translation comes out and it basically says that whatever was written beforehand is meant to instruct us in how to live mm -hmm. The scriptures impart to us encouragement and inspiration so that we can live in hope and endure all things. So the what we dive into this Bible study mm -hmm. is where the Holy Spirit is speaking through us to speak through you and kind of dissect these scriptures a little further down so that we can understand. In other words, what I'm saying is whatever problem you're going through, the word of God has a solution for it. Oh, yeah. And so, therefore, <laughs> you got to be able to be open, not only mentally, emotionally, physically, but spiritually open with ears, spiritual ears, spiritual eyes, so that you can see the context of it. Okay. And so, I just want to give you the title for tonight's message. Mm -hmm. And tonight's message is Stay, Fight, or Go. Can you say that again? Stay, fight, or go. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now, in the context of this, um, we know that Paul had an uh, opportunity to kind of diffuse some situations that was going on with the Corinthians. Mm -hmm. um, he had gotten word that there were some things that were just going on that wasn't pleasing to God. And God assigned him to go back to speak to write these letters to Corinthians and kind of educate them and kind of make sure things got a little more straighter mm -hmm. as far as the expectations from God. And so separation and divorce was a common thing among the Jews and the Gentiles. Mm -hmm. um, this was one of the many topics that came back to Paul. And Paul had to address it um, with the people to give them not only clarification, but guidance through the word of God and through the Holy Spirit. And so keep in mind this. It's very interesting as we start reading here what individuals who are going through this area of separation mm -hmm. and divorce mm -hmm. and who is the gender that usually falls one onto okay in research in most cases women are the ones who would like to separate mm -hmm. but in the case of husbands or men they tend to want to get a divorce and when I was going through the Webster's Dictionary, it kind of makes sense. It's, uh, to separate means to keep apart or severe ties. And it's usually a temporary 
essence of that right. until eventually things kind of work itself and combine itself together. You know, if you think of chemistry, you might separate a couple things, but you have the ability as well. I remember you can separate hydrogen from oxygen, mm -hmm. but then you can combine those two back together and make H2O and make water, you know? And so there could be a separation, a temporary separation, but then it can come back together. Whereas divorce is a dissolve of one's marriage mm -hmm. to make or keep separate. Keep in mind, keep separate. Right. And, and during this time with the Corinthians, there were a lot of people who were just deciding and saying, hey, get a divorce, get a divorce. And it will be minute situations that didn't require divorce. And so, so we have to understand that concept. So that's why Paul kind of goes into a little deeper into trying to separate the groups. And the two groups that he separate is from 10 to 11, he talks to Christians. Mm -hmm. So a Christian husband, Christian wife. Right. And then the rest of the verses are more towards a Christian with a non-believer. Yeah. Okay. So but in both situations, the answer is still the same. Mm -hmm. God does not like divorce. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's just the bottom line of it. Mm -hmm. But there were circumstances and situations that might happen. Exactly. Okay. And I say that to say, even in today's context with a lot of stuff happening, um, I'm thinking of physical abuse. Right. I'm thinking about other situations that may cause harm or danger for one spouse or another. Right. You know, these still apply. Does that mean you can't get divorced? Absolutely not. Right. There are circumstances and situations where it is um approved by god right right okay yeah and by no means are we um saying that you should stay in an abusive relationship and we truly believe our heavenly Fa father does not want anyone to stay in an abusive relationship also so and i'm gonna be just point straight point to the point which uh if anybody's doing any type of physical abuse any sexual abuse mm -hmm. yes you can be married and still be sexual abuse happening because if somebody says no it's a no mm -hmm. okay if that's happening that's where you call the authority mm -hmm. you pick up the phone you call 911 or you get in contact with uh, local resources that can help you out okay amen you know there's no straighter line than that <laughs> okay right, right. so we wanted to make sure to emphasize that to everybody um but when we go back and we look back at first corinthians 7 verse 10 it says now i have command for those who are married actually it is not from me it is what the lord commanded no notice the statement the lord commanded right okay so this is not i this is thus says the lord situation and the Lord said, a wife should not leave her husband. Mm -hmm. But if a wife, if you go in 11, does leave, she should remain single or be back to, together with her husband. In other words, there should be some reconciliation that should occur with that. And a husband should not divorce his wife. In other words, there should be some means and ways to work these things out. Okay. And so whatever the situation is, you know, whatever the circumstances, our Heavenly Father wants that situation to be worked out. Okay. So a Christian husband should not divorce his Christian wife. And a Christian wife should not divorce her Christian husband. But if a wife or a husband does leave, then he or she should remain single or reconcile with the husband. Okay. 
And that's the key. So when you hear that, Luz, what, what comes into your mind and your spirit? When I hear um, 1 Corinthians 7, 11. You get 10 and 11. 10 and 11. Um, just, if I, I will say for with me and my own situation, and I know last week I, I shared that, um, yes, I've been divorced. Loves is my second husband. So um, with my first marriage, I did exactly what the Lord asked to do. Even though he, meaning my first husband, um, wanted the divorce, I contested it. And I, in contesting, that meant we couldn't run off and get a divorce and mm-hmm. within a whole year. Um, and I just remember remaining faithful in God, it, despite of what was going on around me. So I, I did exactly what the word said, you know, but if uh, a wife leaves and my instance, my husband left. Um, I should remain single or get back together with my husband. So I I remained married <laughs> during that time. And then unfortunately we did divorce. But did I want to reconcile? Yeah. My way of reconciliation with him was contesting the divorce because that's not what I wanted. And that's mm-hmm. not what I knew God had for us as a husband and wife. Um, and I just remain faithful in the Lord despite of. And reconciliation could be you get connected with your local church, mm-hmm. or if you're a part of an online church, you connect with the resources there so that you can get wise counseling with. You can get um, spiritual counsels. You can get individuals who uh, are counsels, licensed and certified in counseling so that they may not be in the word, but they might be connected to their uh, requirements. And I I did get both. So I got spiritual counseling from um, our local church that we both attended where we Mm -hmm. got married. And then I also um, got counseling overall mm-hmm. from um the uh from the military from the va even from the va mm-hmm. so those are resources now it could be community resources it could be your local resource state resources um you want to use those resources to kind of rectify the situation yes it does hurt when something happens yes uh infidelity does hurt okay um, no question about that. Right. Yes. Um, somebody who did something that wasn't pleasing to you does hurt. Right. But God was saying that in those circumstances, in those situations, you get around and get connected with the right people to help guide both of y'all um, so that you can resolve the situation. OK. And find out the root cause of it so that it can be rectified. That's the whole purpose. Now, in today's society, it's like you did one thing. We're gone. Right. You know. Right. And as you heard my wife, my wife explained with her first husband, she did everything in her power to rectify the situation, right. to reconcile the situation, to get back together with her husband. And can I can yeah. I yes. pop in a little small midget here? Um, this is an announcement. <laughs> when you are separated, I just feel this in my spirit. When you are separated, that means separation. You're not divorced. I hear so many, and this this is hurtful. And and um, I will say this in working with couples that we've worked with. Um, they decided to separate Mm -hmm. and God 
you know, got a hold of their hearts and they reconciled. But while they were separated, they ended up seeing other people. Mm-hmm. And I would say to anyone that's that's separated, um, whether if you're the one that wants the divorce or your spouse is the one that wants the divorce, continue to seek God, continue to be in God's face, mm-hmm. you know, not in another arms of another woman or another man or whatever the case may be. Um, because if that reconciliation does happen, mm-hmm. that's another layer of dirt. I would have to, I'm going to use the word dirt mm-hmm. and muck that you have to dig through on top of why you separated in the first place. And I think that's why that piece of singleness, oh, yeah. staying single. In other words, Absolutely. get into the mind frame single. And if you were here last Tuesday, we talked about what's the one thing that all of us should be doing, right. but especially single people should be doing. They should be doing the Lord's work. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. So what my wife is saying is so great. If, if it has come to a situation where you are separated, you know, obviously you want to make sure that the things that are being done in your marriage, if you have children, you're taking care of the children. Mm-hmm. If there's bills and certain things that's tied into both of y'all, y'all making sure those are taken care of mm-hmm. and stuff. But in the midst of it too, you want to work on loving yourself yeah. and work on your connection with God. Yeah, And you're going to see in a second why that's critical and key. Okay, because um, as Malachi 2 verses 15 to 16 says, um, God wants husbands and wives to become one body and one spirit. Mm -hmm. Why? So that they will have a holy children and protect their spirituality. So don't cheat on your wife. She has been your wife from the time you were young. And then verse 16 says, the Lord God of Israel says, and this is usually the verse that everybody goes to in churches. Mm -hmm. I got the Lord Mm -hmm. God of Israel says, I hate divorce Mm -hmm. and I hate cruel things that men do. So protect yourself, protect your spirituality. Don't cheat on your wife. So, you know, that was a direct message to the men, (laughs) (laughs) but I think it's vice versa. It could go with in this time and frame today for our women as well. Mm -hmm. And so we all said that just to say to you that y'all became one, Mm -hmm. you know, and I think a lot of times at the beginning of relationships, we do come with our individualities. Yeah, we do. You know, and remember, the two became one. That means that there's going to have to be a process of time where you take time to work on mm-hmm. blending that into oneness. Now, there will be some sacrifices that might happen. Mm-hmm. There might be some compromises that might happen. Um, but if you stuck with my dreams, my hopes and my desires, and I remember Pastor Annie Stanley talking about this. Yeah. You got my hopes, my dreams, and my desires, mm-hmm. and you're just passing it on, expecting your potential mate, your spouse, to take this and run with it. It's not going to happen because you were supposed to take it to the Lord absolutely, and give it to the Lord. And so when those little hiccups and things happen, you know, you know, they're not doing this no more. They're not doing that. Seek, you know, get, obviously you can have that conversation with your spouse, your um, potential mate, mm-hmm. but also have that conversation with God because yeah. God can change man. A lot of times we try to change. We can only do so much. Mm-hmm. Only one person can totally change a person. And that's our heavenly father through the free will of the individual. Amen. That's what I was going to say. Free will. Yes. <laughs> so that's the stay part. 
you know, Paul was trying to just convince um, and we get into the next verses. He's going to say the same thing for Christians and non-believers. God wants you to stay. He wants you to stay in that marriage. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now, I, was there some things you could have done? Like maybe we should have went to a premarital class. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. There have been some tools and some resources to help you out along the way so that when these light situations happen, you won't have those hiccups. Well, I did do that, you know, but when we got married, we didn't participate as much in the church as much. Well, then that's when, well, we don't have really some accountability partners, you know, couples that we can connect with that when we're going through something, I can reach out and talk to another man of God and get some wisdom and advice. She can connect with another woman who's married uh, of God and connect with. Those are some options out there. Those resources that are available to you all the time. Mm -hmm. So he wants us to stay, but then he also encourages us when those situations does happen, you fight, mm -hmm. you fight for your marriage. Mm -hmm. You know, you heard loves, she fought, you know, she kept doing what God had called her to do. Um, she was saying, hey, you know, I, I'm going to make sure I still cook for him. I'm going to make sure I do these things. I'm doing it unto God. You know, yeah, he's upsetting me, you know, and I don't want to go through this situation. <laughs> right. He's but sleeping I'm, in another bedroom and all that. But, but I'm doing this unto God, Absolutely. you know, because we'll talk about that in a second, how that could impact. And let me just say this other piece, too. You know, you can have two people who went to church and mm -hmm. are Christians, mm -hmm. but there is something called backsliding. Mm hmm where there's a lapse morally or in practice with their faith in God. Absolutely. And it could sometimes happen with a tragedy. It could be situation with something going on at work. It could be something going on in within their personal life, professional life, whatever the case may be. And you start to see the person doing things that you know is not of approval of a God. And it could come from childhood traumas, Absolutely. childhood situations that um prior to being married was never dealt with mm -hmm. and then when that person <laughs> got married and now trying to become uh two people trying to become one right it's it's hitting them head on and that's unfortunately what happened in my first marriage my husband and i were both uh believers both christians went to church together got married actually at our pastor's house um so it, i i truly believe it was an ordained marriage but unfortunately he was just dealing with some um demons that he he never dealt with and prior to marriage and that's why we need to all the time from the first time you meet this individual mm -hmm. forward that you feel god is calling you to be with we need to pray for them. absolutely we need to pray for them okay I can tell you many times my wife prayed for me. I can tell you many times I've prayed for my wife. And continue. Know, and continue to. Mm -hmm. Not just for when things are rough and tough, but right. for the good times as well. Right. You know, constant prayer is very key. And mm -hmm. it does a world of difference. It does. Okay? It does. And so this fight part of it, it, it we wanted to share that with you, you know, Um and this other piece of it ties into my Christian and non-believers because we find a lot of individuals mm -hmm. who have married non-believers or people who have backslide. Right. 
okay, who were Christian and then all of a sudden they're just acting in ways we call it scales on people's eyes. Mm -hmm. They're not realizing that they're walking in a spiritual manner that is not pleasing to God right. and is causing more chaos and confusion than ever before. Right. And so this is kind of where um, Paul kind of uh, helps to explain certain things. So when we go back to scripture and we look at the scripture, verse 12 says, the advice I have for the others is from me. Okay. So this is uh, Paul's statement, but remember what we said at the mm -hmm. beginning that mm -hmm. everything that's in the word of God in this Bible has been ordained and sealed by God. So that means the Holy Spirit was speaking through Paul when right. he was given this wisdom. Right. And he said, the Lord did not give us any teachings about this. If you have a wife who is not a believer, you should not divorce her if she will continue to live with you. And if you have a husband who is not a believer, you should not divorce him if he will continue to live with you. So there were some situations and times where there were some... <laughs> I guess um, moments where they were like, wait a minute, you're, you're not a believer. Okay, I can divorce you because of that. Right. And what Paul was saying, no, I need you to fight mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. in that situation. Mm -hmm. Okay. Because remember, the two became one. And within the one flesh relationship, the blessing of God, which came to the Christian, affected the lives as a whole. Mm -hmm. And so what that means, in other words, and when you look at verse 13, you look at verse 14, you find out that it gives you a why Paul was saying this. Yeah. You know, so let's look back real quick and look at that. It says in verse 13, 13, and if you have a husband who is not a believer, you should not divorce him if he will continue to live with you. Right. 14 says the husband who is not a believer is set apart for God through his believing wife. Mm -hmm. And the wife who is not a believer is set apart from God through her believing husband. Okay. What does that mean? That means that if you are husbands, if you're the believer and your wife is not, mm -hmm. because of your yes and amen and connecting with God and being consistent with that, you're providing covering for your wife. Right. And vice versa. If you are the wife and you've been praying and fasting and you're just into God's word and you're doing what God has told you to do right. and your husband is not a believer you're providing a covering over your husband. Not only that, you're providing covering over your children. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, okay. Mm -hmm. And that's very key about that. Okay. That we understand that. So that you are, yes, there are some, you know, we have these wishes. I'm going to tell you, we hear this so many times from many yeah. of our couples. I wish my spouse would be more involved in the word right. and, and everything. And it takes time. It does. But your actions mm -hmm. is already providing covering. Thanks to the heavenly father is providing covering mm -hmm. over your, your spouse. Okay. And you would, you don't, and I've, I've heard this and we've seen it ourselves um, where there's one that's a believer and the other one isn't a believer and they continue to walk in. The believer continues to walk in God's will and his way and, the non-believer begins to see their actions and exactly. their 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 love for Christ and how they are as a believer. And it's like, I want some of what you have. What is it that you have? Your your mm -hmm. demeanor is different. Mm -hmm. You have a glow about you mm -hmm. physically. Like, yep. what is this 
that's come upon you. Yeah, because the impact of being connected with a believing spouse meant that not only were they under the cover of the Lord, but there was opportunity for God to speak to the centerness of that individual and change them. You know, your belief in your actions can shift and change your spouse. It can move scales off the eyes. Remember, I said the backsliders, you know, you're praying, you're fasting, your consistency of doing it, as long as they're in line with their free will. And one day it connects. We've heard stories like this Mm -hmm. where people who at one time were believing and all of a sudden they had these scales. They weren't seeing what they were doing, their actions was causing hurt and pain. Mm-hmm. But when they realized they turned from their evil ways and got back into connecting with God, the scales got removed and they realized, oh my goodness, this is what I was doing. I am so sorry. And they start making the changes right. and their marriages is better right. than ever before because now, because of that praying spouse, that right. praying husband, that praying wife, okay? And so, Matthew 19 verse 1 through 9 goes into many in-depths of this. This is the time when the Pharisees were having a conversation with Jesus Mm -hmm. and they were trying to trick him, you know, catch him on this. Mm -hmm. Um, Just asking him the question, you know, okay, so what do you say about divorce, you know? And verse 4 of Matthew 19 um says jesus answered surely you have read this in the scriptures when god made the world he made people male and female and verse 5 says and god said this is why a man will leave his father and mother Mm. and be joined to his wife and the two people will become one Mm -hmm. okay Mm -hmm. so verse 6 says so they are no longer two but one god has joined them together so no one should separate them okay and then seven through nine kind of goes into you know pharisees trying to ask this another question and you know jesus had to just break things down with them so if you get a chance read matthew 19 verses one through nine mm-hmm. but the the obvious part of it and that last part talks about there are certain circumstances with divorce it's gonna be has to happen right okay right um but jesus goes back to the word the command why did i bring man and woman together mm-hmm. is to become one okay and so that's the critical piece of it that we want to emphasize to you now here's the beautiful thing about all of this okay here's the beautiful thing about this go back to verse 15 it says but if a husband or wife who is not a believer decides to leave let them leave Mm -hmm. when this happens the brother or sister in christ is free god chose you to have a life of peace we're going to touch on that in a second but go down to 16. this is why you want to continue to fight for your marriage to the bitter end okay wives maybe you will save your husband And husbands, maybe you will save your wife. You don't know now what will happen later. Amen. So in (laughs) other words, what we're saying here is, you know, like we have sometimes in our e-groups, you know, one of the spouses joins. 
and they're worried and they're concerned. They're like, oh, I'm on, I'm on here, but my spouse is not on here or I can't participate. No, we want you to come. Mm -hmm. You know, we do that for elevation. We say, you come still. Why is that? Because your consistency and your action and being in the word of God and being embedded in it might shift your spouse, your mm -hmm. husband and vice versa. We've seen husbands who join and then, and what we have seen is that in, in some cases, spouses are listening over in the other room mm -hmm. then the spouses is seem like they're sitting near in the same room then all of a sudden the spouse is peeking every once in a while saying hello mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. and then all of a sudden they're sitting next to him what's happening there that's not because of us mm -hmm. that's because of the heavenly father who was speaking through us and through all the other participants who is speaking a word to that individual that is hearing that see and it's starting to realize the error of their ways and they're getting closer and getting closer not only to their spouse but they're getting closer to god yeah and i i truly believe it's that obedience that yes. it talks about in the first part of the scriptures how we're to conduct ourselves and how we're to you know remain married and and just continue to do what it is that god wants us to do we don't have a clue about how it's gone how god will reconcile the situation but we know our heavenly father is is working it out for our good as long as we're walking up right before him and being obedient and all it takes is one yeah and i know in this what we call microwave generation mm -hmm. you know everybody likes to put it in and get it done quick you know with our phones and everything like that we were able to get answers mm -hmm. quick you gotta remember you know it may take time mm -hmm. So that's where you're going to have to realize, like 1 Corinthians 13 says, um, that love is patient, mm -hmm. love is kind. Mm -hmm. That's all you need right there. <laughs> you know, Lord, I'm going to be patient because I know you're working a great, exceedingly abundantly above all to rectify this situation. Mm -hmm. And in the midst of your prayer, ask God, as you're praying for your spouse, pray to God and ask him to give you clarity. Mm -hmm. You know, give you new eyes to see so that you'll learn. Maybe there was something you may have said, or maybe you did. You didn't realize it, but it made it cause a trigger. Right. You know, teach me how to work on that so that I don't make mistakes right. of that as right. well. You know, those are the keys that will help you out as well. But we know that sometimes, like we said, divorce might happen. Mm -hmm. Separations might happen. Mm -hmm. It may lead to divorce. The main thing as it goes back into verse 15 is that if the husband or wife who is not a believer decides to leave, and I'm going to put a caveat in here. This is not just say the Lord. This is, you know, mm -hmm. Vernon Stoltz who is speaking <laughs> through the Holy Spirit. I am Stoltz through the Holy Spirit. If that person is back, backsliding. Mm -hmm. When this happens, the, uh, let them leave. I'm sorry. If they are, who's not a believer or a backslider decides to leave, let them leave. Mm -hmm. When this happens, brother or sister in Christ is free. God chose you to have a life at peace. Mm -hmm. And so what we want to emphasize to you that um, like Romans 14, 19 says, let's try as hard as we can to do what will bring peace. Yeah. Let's do whatever will help each other to grow stronger in faith. And Romans 12, 18 also says, do the best you can to live in peace with everyone. Amen. Amen. And, and there might be some 
other pieces with that if you have children obviously that's another part of that mm -hmm. you want to try to rectify the situation in peace in a peaceful way you know uh, financially rectify it in a peaceful way do all those things that is in a peaceful way why we say that because loves and her ex-husband rectify things in a peaceful way <laughs> it wasn't always peaceful but eventually <laughs> but but i and i know where you're getting at yeah. so um this is the the beauty of it all and the hope for those that have gotten a divorce is looking at divorce there's i remember my prayer was always to reconcile mm -hmm. i always wanted to reconcile with my my first husband i didn't know what reconciliation was going to look like i didn't have a clue it was going to look like what it did end up being like but um god knew and I would just say, you know, for those that are walking in um, separation or heading for divorce or are divorced in this season, um, where it talks about in the scripture in the beginning of Corinthians, 1 Corinthians uh, 7, where it talks about, you know, continue to... Um, I lost my train of thought for a second there, but no, but what, what bottom line is just to continue to be obedient to Christ, be mm -hmm. obedient to God, where it talks about, um, the, the single, you know, right. the single one doing God's will, God's work and things because of that. And I truly believe because of, um, and I'm not tooting my own horn, just the obedience. It was hard. It wasn't easy, but being obedient, um, didn't stop god from what he had for my life mm -hmm. irregardless irregardless right. unfortunately my first husband no longer wanted to be married but it didn't stop my journey for my life and the blessings that god had for me because that's when you came along hey exactly <laughs> exactly and not only that but the opportunity like she was saying there was some little moments and whatnot but she was eventually able to get peace mm -hmm. um, with her ex. We both, yeah, we both did. We both he was, were before he went home to be with the Lord. Right. We both were able to to have that reconciliation. That's why I said we don't know what reconciliation is going to look like to God, but God is about reconciliation. You know, when I'm thinking reconciliation, and I think a lot of us do, we think, oh, we're going to get back together. You know, we'll we'll run off in the sunset, whatever the case may be. Um, it was like that in God's eyes. Mm -hmm. In our eyes, it was totally different. Um, but I'm blessed to say that like two days prior to he did become ill, um, some years after we divorced, and two days prior to him passing, he 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 made peace he made peace with our heavenly father he made peace with me to say that you know it wasn't me um it was him and that i was the i forgot exactly word for word how he said it but in so many words i'm paraphrasing that um i was i was a great wife i was a wonderful wife and it, it wasn't me it was him that you know we're having the struggles and wanted to be single so he thought but in so many words, he knew he had, um, he was blessed. He had a good life. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that, that definitely shows one way of peace that could occur. There's others that where peace has happened and they're able to uh, take care of the children and go to events and stuff and 
move forward with their lives. Mm -hmm. And then there's others who have found reconciliation where the another part of reconciliation where they were able to get back together yeah. and remarry and are doing successfully. So there are different degrees of reconciliation that could occur. Definitely. You know, but the main the important all of that is that they work together to find the peace mm -hmm. within them mm -hmm. so that they can have peace within each other yeah. so that God can be in the center of it, you know. And so that's what we want to share with you as we conclude tonight. Paul's point for the Corinthians at this time for us as Christians is to strive mm -hmm. to persevere the union and keep peace. Mm -hmm. Okay. So if we're having a disagreement, strive for peace. Okay. It doesn't mean straight separation and divorce. Strive for peace. Mm -hmm. Rectify the situation. Okay. But with the understanding that marriage is a mutual, not a urinal relationship it, to become one mm -hmm. not two people walking in this marriage the two become one and i love that to become a one because we've we're we're starting to really blend ourselves for being married for seven years and almost four months mm -hmm. um and it's marriage is work marriage is. is is it's not a cakewalk it's not for the um those fainted at heart it's mm. it's work it's work but the beauty of the work i mean and the outcome is is phenomenal you know exactly. to see two people that um are walking in god's ways and his will and i mean in the blessings that come upon the two people together as husband and wife individually and as a marriage a family if you have children as a whole it's 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 beautiful it's beautiful it's absolutely beautiful so maybe tonight you one of those individuals that have realized after we did this bible study that i have backslide i have not been as faithful to my spouse or my potential me as i should be mm -hmm. maybe you are one of those individuals who had to make that tough decision and you're trying to figure out where do I go from here? Um, or maybe you're one of those non-believers. Maybe you're one of those non-believers that says, you know what, after hearing this word, I understand now that there's a reason why my spouse has been fighting for me to be, you know, be part of the kingdom of God. It's not that they're trying to force me. They're just looking out for the best in me. Yeah. So that we're in a growing relationship together and got centeredness of God in the midst of it to lead us and direct us the way he wants to lead us and direct us. If that's you, we're going to pray for you right now. Um, and just remember this, you know, we can all come to the altar and confess our sins. Mm -hmm. You can do that anytime, you know, so we're going to take this moment to express that. And then we're going to open the opportunity for anybody who might feel like hey i want to give my life to christ you know we don't take this you know just for a jokey joke and just playing around this is serious business yeah you know the decisions that we make can impact the lives of not only our spouse or potential mate but our generation upon generation yeah so let's first pray for those who are um 
maybe you just realize I've been, I have sins and I've been falling short, Lord. Heavenly Father, Lord, I, I, I've heard this word. I receive it. And I realize that I've been sinning in ways that is not pleasing to my spouse, my potential mate, but most importantly, has not been pleasing to you. And Lord, I feel like there's scales on my eyes. I'm not listening like I should. I'm not doing the things that you've been telling me to do. And I got to step here today and just say, I'm sorry. Lord, please forgive me. Forgive me for my sins. Forgive me for my trespasses that might have hurt and caused pain to my spouse or potential mate. And especially that have been displeasing to you. Yes, sir. I pray, Heavenly Father, that you will forgive me. I pray, Heavenly Father, that you will show me how to have this conversation with my spouse and potential mate so that I can get forgiveness from them so that we can rectify the situation because I don't want to lose my good thing. I want to be able to do your will. So I surrender it all today and I give it to you, Heavenly Father. And if you are one of those individuals that says that I'm one of those back, um, non-believers, and tonight I just realized that, hey, I need to give my life to you. Romans 10, 9 says, if you openly say Jesus is Lord yes. and believe in your heart, you will yes. be saved. Yes. So we're going to just say this real quick and all of us repeat it together. Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father. You are our Lord. You are our Lord. I surrender to you. I surrender to you. I surrender everything to you. I surrender everything to you. I'm ready to begin a new life. I'm ready to begin a new life. And I'm ready to begin it with you. And I'm ready to begin it with you. I stretch my arms out. I stretch my arms out. And I just welcome your presence. And I welcome your presence. If that's you tonight that has made that statement and you say, hey, that was me. Put it in the chat right now. Yeah. Or you can raise your hands wherever you're watching this from. And, and congratulations. Yes, yes, yes. We, we thank you, Heavenly Father, for the prayers that we have prayed right now for the sins and those who are, may have committed sins and those who have uh, made a commitment to you, Heavenly Father. We seal this prayer uh, for this part of the portion of our message tonight in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 So we congratulate you mm -hmm. for making that decision. We thank those and congratulate you if you decided, hey, I was one of them who made a sinful act and get, surrendered it at the altar. But, you know, at the same time, for those who have said, this is my day, I'm making a new commitment, let us know. Yes. Let us know. You can hit that button and let us know and we'll have somebody who will speak to you on next steps you need to take. Or find somebody um, within your local church mm -hmm. or mm -hmm. online community and, um, that's connected with a church and find out what you need to do in those next steps to take. Uh, we're just so excited and just yes. so happy for you. And know the angels in heaven are rejoicing. Absolutely. Truly. And know that if you want to partner with us um, as we continue to grow and doing these Bible studies and doing other things like podcasts and other stuff as well, there's the give button. You can just click on that give button. It'll take you to another site. Uh, you can contribute. You know, we want to continue to do what our mission is, is to 
was that love story? To win 100, oh no, I was going to say 100 million. Ooh, maybe 100 million. Yeah. <laughs> One million couples to grow stronger together and closer to God. Absolutely. That's our goal. And you heard her first. She was going to prophesy. So I said 100 One million. I said, okay, Lord. <laughs> yep. So once we hit 1 million, we're going for 100 we're million. We're going to keep going. And after we hit 100 million, we're going for a billion. And after a billion, we keep riding and striding. Mm -hmm. You know, um, this is just really, uh, truly a blessing and honor. Thank y'all so very much Thank for uh, joining us. Yeah. Know that every Tuesday we will be here. Uh, we will do this again next Tuesday. Yes. We're going to talk to um, especially our uh, widow. Mm -hmm. We're going to talk to y'all, mm -hmm. especially next mm -hmm. week. And then we're going to have a nice conversation after that. I think everybody will be excited about that. Until mm -hmm. we get into the word, then it's like, oh, no. But yes, yes, because you got to remember, in the word of God, you know, sex is a beautiful thing. Mm -hmm. Don't believe us? Read Songs of Solomon. Hot and heavy. Hot and heavy. That's the best <laughs> exotic book in there. You didn't think there was an exotic session in the Bible. Yes, there is. Hot and heavy. Okay. But there was also some expectations yeah. of us yeah. when it comes to pleasing our spouse and the responsibilities of sex. Absolutely. So we'll be talking about that. And then just keep your eyes out because we're what we would love to do is actually do uh once a month when we finish completing a study uh, like this with a bible study is actually get to have a conversation um kind of like a clubhouse situation i know facebook has like a clubhouse version on facebook and stuff like that mm -hmm. we're trying to figure out which platform we're going to do it on but we want to get to talk to each other and you get to ask questions mm -hmm. and talk about what you gained from first Corinthians seven. So we'll make that happen. So just keep your eyes and ears open for that. So thank y'all for so very much for participating tonight. We love you. Yes. Thank we you for the birthday you. love. Yes. Birthday <laughs> loves like, you know, we're going, you know, her, she's going to celebrate it the whole month and we're going to let that happen. So <laughs> thank y'all so very much. God bless you. We love you. Love you all. Peace and blessings to all of you. Bye for now. Joining us on Stronger Together, Closer to God podcast. Please continue to join us weekly as we share godly wisdom and advice to you. If you have any prayer requests or would like to sign up for a free 30-minute consultation with us, drop us a line at s2c2gpodcast at gmail.com. And if you like what you're hearing, feel free to partner with us by clicking on the Partners tab on the website. The more you give, the more we can spread the word and help us to reach our vision of bringing one million married couples stronger together, closer to God. Feel free to check us out on our website at s2c2gministry.com. Until next time, peace and blessings to all of you.